A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi. Hi, I'm Sue Funk, and I'm here for Real Housewives Rewatch with Danielle from Brands by Bravo. And let's see if this week Sue can correctly say what episode and season we're on. We are on season two, episode yes. six. Yay! I did, did it, it, guys. I, I cured adult dyslexia. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I was actually mouthing the words to her like a stage mom so that she would say it correctly. It's like Avery uh, on her uh, audition in season one. Yes, um. yes, very much. <laughs> We're just going to dive right into this Yeah, episode. let's get to it because we have Kelly, writer girl, working on Page Six magazine covering fashion week and her life is so difficult guys because she gets invited to every fashion show sue i wrote kelly makes all her money as a writer girl (laughs) (laughs) i love that you also were writer girl (laughs) but yes she's going through all of her fashion invites for new york fashion week which jill says there's no better time in new york city than new york fashion week and i could not disagree more because it's a horrible time for everyone who lives in new york oh yeah who does not go to fashion week events but yet there are tons of tourists tons of traffic and currently now i've heard it's even worse with influencers running around filming tiktoks in the streets of new york there was one year where it was in bryant park but it was also in lincoln center and that was like it took over the whole damn city like there was no you couldn't get anywhere yeah no it's a horrible time in new york so I disagree with that. And also, who could say that's the best time in New York? No, the best time in New York is Christmas. Christmas in New York City. Mm. Elite. I'm going to say fall. Well, that like fall leads into it. Yeah. But I would not consider New York Fashion Week. However, to rewind, Mm -hmm. please tell me, in Kelly's apartment, you noticed the giant giant horse. horse. Oh, yeah. 
At one point, I know she rides it. She gets on it, or someone gets on it when they visit. Oh my god! Like this is this is the actual. This could be life size horse in her living room. I did not notice it when we were cooking there last week, but I cannot believe this thing. It's a design choice. It's it's a very very interesting design choice. It is a choice. That is for sure. I would love to see like the queer eye guys going into Kelly's apartment and just being like, what is this? Yeah, I mean, the rest of the apartment, I remember, was, like, pretty normal looking. So I don't even... Also, me thinking, like, I normally do. How does one get this, like, up into an apartment? Does that fit into an elevator? This is New York City. We have tight corners. There's usually a freight elevator somewhere. Probably. I'm I'm thinking, like, a poor New Yorker who lives in a walk-up and um, not with an elevator or moving Kelly's not in a walk-up. (laughs) <laughs> no, she is definitely, definitely not. Um, but we leave that scene. We go on over to Jill, who is working with, I am so sorry if I mispronounced this designer's name, Zhang. Toy. Toy. Okay. Zhang Toy. I believe. Um, who's throwing like her, like a fashion week lunch. I couldn't really figure out what the point of this event was. So the event was, it, they were going to have a runway show at the launch in. And women could buy the fashions there. So I think, like, it's almost like like you could immediately buy what was on the runway from that event. That was kind of why Jill was, like, saying she was only buying people who would – inviting people who would actually buy fashions like that. Gotcha. Um, And then uh, Zhang is going to make – a dress for Jill, and he was like, "Oh, um, there's an Indian one." And Jill's like, "Oh, that will make Loanne mad because you know she's an, an American Indian." And I was like, "Those could not be further from different." Um, <laughs> yes, that was and good thing we looked up Lou's Native American roots in yes. a previous episode, or else that line would have taken me by surprise. Um, Thank you for explaining the lunch. Now it makes more sense. I will say at least in this whole episode is all about New York Fashion Week. I at least appreciate that it's an actual fashion week because we have sat through Orange County Fashion Week. We have sat through Beverly Hills Fashion Week. Miami Fashion Week. The the Posh Fashion fashion Show. Which is not a fashion week, but it is an event. I mean, we have seen some horrible fashion shows and fashion events, so I at least appreciate that this is real designers um, that we're going to see this week. And uh, Zhang has this necklace for Jill that is fucking gorgeous. And Jill Mm -hmm. even says, she's like, I could walk naked down the street with this and it would be perfect. Yeah, the designs that we see later at the luncheon are stunning from this designer. So, Um, And I looked, he's still in business. He's he's still around. He's a very eccentric person. Yeah. he seemed awesome. He seemed like a fun. I don't know person. a lot of these designers, but um, I don't. I don't own designer things. So <laughs> yeah. And then we go over to Alex and Simon. Who this is my favorite line. Alex says there are cutting edge designers who choose to base themselves out of Brooklyn, and that just really <laughs> cracked me up because they go to a designer who's in Brooklyn, and Simon is describing the different neighborhoods in mm-hmm. Brooklyn. He's like, and he, I love that he calls Williamsburg for hipsters because at the time, it, it very much. It was it was hipsters on the rise in Brooklyn. Um, Sorry, I muted myself because Turner is like loudly drinking her dog water. Oh my gosh, you're fine. Well, really, you know, it's just them shopping, and we've seen so many clips of them shopping at this point. I'm pretty bored by it. 
Like, I had nothing to say about it. The only thing that, like, creeped me out a little bit was there was an exposed zipper, and they talked about how someone could walk by and pull down his her zipper, and I was like, that's a whole new fear that I have now. Thank you. I didn't I realize. Remember those big, chunky zippers were very... Yes. I had a lot of dresses where you could see the big, chunky zipper, like, go up the back or, like, on but skirts and whatnot. But I didn't think about people possibly just pulling them down while I was walking around, and now no. I'm like, great. <laughs> I don't think that will happen. I think he'll be okay. Um, so Jill wants to throw a charity event for arthritis. I don't even know if it's like a specific charity that she wants to. Creaky joints. Or... Oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, I think it's like crickety joints or something like that. It's All something right. so funny. Well, they it's not homeless or toothless, though. Or the toothless, not homeless. Homeless, or... not toothless. Come on. <laughs> no charity can have a worse name than that. But we'll never forget it. Never, never, ever forget it. And, Gosh. you know, one, who cares if you're homeless as long as you have teeth? Because that's what they care about. But they do some planning event, Jill and Bethany and Ramona. Bethany talks about how much she hates these meetings, but I love seeing her in these meetings because she is so business minded and so present. And I just live, love seeing her business mind work. She talks about, well, if you charge $200 for this ticket, you'll make this amount. So you should charge two fifty dollars because you'll make even more. And I just, I enjoy seeing this side of Bethany. Yeah. Bethany does a great job kind of uh, taking over the meeting, and it makes me think of the um, best compliment I ever received, which someone was like, your meetings are always the most efficient. And I was like, that's all I've ever wanted somebody to tell me. Yeah, and I will <laughs> say all of Bethany's, she's just impressive. She's just very impressive to watch working, and, and just I, I like it for sure. So then, again, we're going to see Russell Simmons again. Like, why yeah. is this? Is this his third appearance? Didn't he have a party in the Hamptons as well or something? Maybe, but I just, I don't understand this crossover. Like, did Russell Simmons want to be a housewife? I don't, I don't know. know. And we keep hearing him seeing his face, but he never speaks. And I'm like, okay, if we had all this connection to Russell Simmons, why was his wife never a New York housewife? Kamora yeah. Lee Simmons, why was she, she not would have a been perfect for it? She would have been perfect. I would have loved But like that was been... the thing. I was like, we don't even see Kamora. We just see him and we only hear about him and how he's doing men's fashion. And I was like, didn't Kamora have a way f- more famous line? I'm pretty sure she did, and there's no mention of her. Um, but Luann and Ramona and Alex and Simon are all at Russell Simmons fashion show, and it is so awkward and so uncomfortable. Um, they're sitting in the front row, so props them for that. But Simon comes up to Ramona and he is just going kind of at her and it's super uncomfortable to watch. Like the way he's like leaning over her. I'm not normally in the whole like men shouldn't talk to women this way, but it was just very awkward. I did not like that he was standing and she was sitting. Oh, it, I was not a fan of that. It felt very um, like attacking because he kept being like, why won't you kiss me? And it was... Also, I, I did agree with Kelly. She's like, we're in the front row of a fashion show. Yeah, this is not an people... appropriate time. Like, yeah. people are trying to scoot around him. Standing there just accosting, like, just being super rude to yeah, her. Yeah, it was really, really uncomfortable. They are in the front row, and he's truly blocking people. It's filmed. And what I love, too, is, like, I love a moment on reality TV 
The producers can do nothing to block out the loud noise behind them as we're trying to hear their conversation. And it is very loud where they are. Like there's no music. Mm-hmm. They can play over it. Like it, it, it is a loud room and they're arguing. And Ramona says she wants to blank Simon, which I really mm-hmm. liked that line. But eventually uh, Alex gets up. She doesn't even say anything to Ramona. She just kind of pulls him away. Yeah. But did you see who was sitting next to Kelly? No. Joe De La Rosa from the Real Housewives of Orange County. And I was so excited to pick that up. What? There's two people who are in front rows. But yes, I did notice Joe was in the First front row next season, to Kelly. First season, Joe, Slade's initial fiance before Gretchen. Yes, she is an Iconic. OG of the OC. I saw her once. It makes sense. Actually, what year was this? This was like 2009 or 10. Not yet. But she did live in New York City. Mm-hmm. So she might have been living there at the time. And I took a dance class with her in like 2012 at um Broadway dance studio in mm-hmm. New York City it was like a dance studio. Oh yeah, I remember. And I go and I for a while I was like doing some fun classes and I go in and she is next to me and it's like 20 I'm assuming the year 2012 2013. Mm-hmm. It's been at least 5 years since Orange County premiered in 2006. I know for a fact I'm the only person in this room that recognizes her. <laughs> no one knows who she is. I knew immediately when she walked in. I look over at her my eyes like bug out. And then she's like, oh, is this a hip-hop class at 6 p.m.? I was like, yes, yes, it is. And it was so <laughs> awkward. And, like, I was just like, I can't be that dick that the only says something that to her. Like, no yeah. one else knows who she is. She's just, she was on a reality show for, like, a year and a half. Like, her level of fame was so low. But like, didn't her and Slade have their own show where she yes, was trying to be ex. a musical? Oh, no, that's right. She was Date My Ex. Yeah, it was I thought it Date was... My Ex. Because she was also trying to be a musician. That was, like, the whole reason she wanted to be on the show. Yeah. So the whole thing is super uncomfortable. And, not uncomfortable at all. Um, she's very nice. And then I see her again in the bathroom and I chicken out. And I, I said nothing <laughs> and I took no photo. And she was just, like, a regular person there for workout class. And especially in New York, you got to, like, play cool. But in the room full of 30 people, no one else Well, and also her. Lou's son is there, which also feels weird. Oh, yes, he is there. Yeah, the whole thing... The whole thing is weird. Ramona, though, in the middle of their fight, also says that Simon is shallow. You he's have too no depth. Um, So it, it was just awkward until Alex pulled him away. Um, and it's just a really awkward scene because it doesn't feel as complete as, like, other fights mm-hmm. later are. Like, it's very, like, it's not that it's choppy and edited. It's just very unfinished. Yep. Because then we just leave the scene. Yeah. We get nothing else if they talk again. We don't even see the fashion show. We just see that it was just awkward. And then we see Kelly and Lou trying on clothes. Um, and because they're going no, was, to Malo, right? Um, or was it Kelly and I wrote Kelly and Ramona shopping? But I think it's Lou. But I think it's Lou. So I don't know why I wrote Ramona. Because um, Lou looks amazing in that wrap dress. And then she also keeps trying to get Kelly to try on a hat and Kelly tries it on only when Lou is in the dressing room. She's like, now I'll try it on. Nobody looks. And Kelly's like, I hate trying on clothes. It's probably because I was a model. The weird Kelliness is really starting to come out because they start talking about doing Jill's charity event. They go, they go to another, I think they're at another event Um, together. Yes. Cause they go to Malo after they pick up. Yeah. They go to the actual, fashion show and Lou is talking to Kelly about you know doing Jill's charity work and Kelly's just like I don't do charity work I don't have time for it she starts like listing off these weird excuses yeah she said I'd rather be in the trenches than having my name added to something yeah I don't know what that means 
Well, I think that means, like, she'd rather be, like, building something for Habitat for Humanity than doing, like, a luncheon. Which yeah, I kind I guess. of get what she's saying, but I also feel like she's just making excuses and just wants to go to parties and be a writer girl. Yeah, and also, like, in the charity world, like, a lot of the times when I think of galas, they are stupid, but you have to play the game to get money from these people. They're not just going to yeah. send you a check if you don't do anything for them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do appreciate that Lou says in her interview that she recognizes that she's in a position of privilege and she wants to give back. And yeah. that was very introspective of her and not something you often get from Luann. Before it was court mandated, Lou was doing charity work. She, I mean, she really has, I mean, what else is she doing? She's not working. So. Yeah. She, and her kids are older. But I definitely wrote the cracks of Weird Kelly are coming out. And then we get to go see Brad do Jill's makeup because Brad is literally like an omni gay. Like he does everything that a gay man, like every stereotypical gay man job Brad Truly. does. He's probably go-go dancing at night after this. Yeah, that really was like, oh, he does home design and makeup. Interesting. Yeah. But I love it. Could you imagine any Housewives that do Glam Squad now for an event getting their makeup done by their interior designer as a favor? No. <laughs> Them not hiring a professional. It she is also up. wearing her Team Jail shirt. And she's talking a lot about her food issues. And this was something that was wild to me. Like, I've heard people, like, mess up their food before so they won't eat it. Like, she's like, I pour water on my food that I don't want anymore to kill the food. I know. It made me sad. And what really made me sad was that she said she knows she has issues with weight and that her mother always made comments about weight her whole life, which is a very, I don't want to say Jewish thing, but I don't know her family's, or like, my family... My grandpa, bless his soul, but he will always say stuff about people's weight. Mm-hmm. And my great grandmother, Russian, like I don't know if it's a Russian thing, a culturally, no, ju- what, what, I, just I don't think know. That it's people used to talk about each other's weight all the time because, like, I feel like even my mother would tell me that my great aunt lived with them, and she once got ready for a date, and she came down, and her aunt said to her, "You're gonna leave the house looking like that." <laughs> like just like she thought yeah, she there's was definitely so I feel good. like I did like, I personally did not grow up in a household where we discussed weight in that way. There were other things I'm sure of we were definitely um like my dad would only buy like slim fast desserts, but that most of that was because of him because he had no self control over desserts, but he mm-hmm. needed something sweet. Not because of us kids. He just if you bought Oreos, he'd eat a whole sleeve. So it was just better if he if he didn't buy it and then we get dessert when we went out. Um, but what made me sad is that she said she knows she probably passed it on to Allie, which we've yeah. seen in season one. And, you know, just Allie's beautiful and just it makes me sad. Yeah. I, and like her sister is there and saying similar things, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we see that Ramona was not invited, but Bethany is because she wore Zhang's dress on the cover of the magazine and that's the only reason why jill actually felt that she could invite bethany because she knew that bethany wouldn't buy the dresses but i feel like it's also like kind of a dig of like bethany probably could not afford these dresses no bethany even says it herself she says that she will be renting or borrowing these dresses yeah um bethany also says she's not one to lunch yeah she literally says she's gonna borrow clothes um and that bethany is not not a lady who lunch no which I that, get that. that tracks. Yeah. 
Um, and then they go to a scene of Kelly interviewing Wait, Jill Stewart. Wait, can I just Stewart? say one of my favorite parts? Oh, sorry, parts. yeah. No, it's okay. It's so small. But the, the fashion show starts, and Jill just goes, Allie, get the camera. <laughs> it's just so, <laughs> like, it's just such a moment because we all have our camera phones now. Mm-hmm. And that was before we had camera phones. And it was just really funny for someone to be like, get the camera. <laughs> you got to get the photo of it. Uh, there really wasn't much after that. It was just no, Kelly was just... interviewing Jill Stewart, which I, I think that's a designer I do now. Yes. And she says whenever she wears Jill Stewart, she gets men, which I was like, Kelly, you could be wearing a diaper and you'd get men. Stop with that. <laughs> yeah. She is stunningly beautiful on camera. I'll always give her that. So then we go to Bill, Bethany and Jill, my husband, mm-hmm. Bill State. I, I finally figured out how to say their name separate. But they mm-hmm. go to lunch. And we finally figure out what the deal is of why Bethany does not like Kelly. But they also got cameras in Le Cirque to do this. And I was like, I'm surprised that Le Cirque let them film there. Oh, I but don't know much about Le Cirque. Actually, no. Isn't the, I think the leg throw happened at Le Cirque, too. Oh, they did? I don't know. I think so. We'll find out. But it's uh, it's a very famous French restaurant in New York that's amazing uh-huh. um, and hard to get into. Uh, so they, yeah, we find out that Kelly, like, and she, Bethany's hinted before that she's met her a bunch and she never remembers her and all that stuff. But Bethany dated a photographer and Kelly talked to the photographer and ignored Bethany and was kind of flirting with her her dude mm-hmm. and she also says that kelly was hosting an event for jenny hilfiger and when they got oh, to kelly yeah. at her house and when they got to kelly's house kelly was not awake and that she came down only when tommy hilfiger came down and that she basically wanted to be like take photos of me let's let's meet up in front of bethany with us and the did not like she basically said like because bethany can do nothing for her that's why she ignored her uh and then jill i really thought this was such a funny moment Jill quips about Kelly saying that Kelly needs to wear a bra. And she says she yes. she says this knowing this is like a rude opinion. Like she prefaces it with like, yeah, I'm old school. Like she's aware yeah. of her opinion, which I do think is funny. It it was it was I mean, as someone who like didn't wear a bra until she went to college because I was just like such a dirty hippie. I, I understand Kelly and I understand Jill's part. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I sometimes I see I them both. feel like a, an old prude where I'm like, really, we're not going to wear a bra. But I'm like, Ugh, get over it, Danielle. But also, like, I have to wear a bra. Like, yeah. I am uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable, like, oh, people see me. Like, I have like double D boobs. Like you have to, t- I feel like maybe yeah. that's where part of it comes from, from Jill. Like we well, have to. You also don't want your, you don't want cookie monster eye tits where there's no, like no, no, one no, no, low, no. one's high. Like Mine that's what I was No children have ruined my boobs yet. So I'm yeah, some, I mean, but still they get out of line sometimes. Yeah. You know? But more is like, <laughs> if they get, if any of my larger chested ladies, if you get sweaty underneath them. Oh yeah. And it, it's like literally uncomfortable to not Yeah. You wear need something to something. catch all that. And it helps with like back pain. Like, yeah, it's it's not really a, a choice. It's not about prude or not prude, like to wear the bra or not. Um, also, these Kelly voiceovers and these interview moments, they're really building up to show you like what a dick she is. Like mm-hmm. we're really going into it. And I really found like, I know what you're doing, Bravo. I know what story you're trying to tell with the way yeah. you're using her voiceovers. So she just keeps being like, I get invited to everything. I'm so amazing. 
I am such a good writer. Like it's yeah. very, listen, I'm all for confidence, but it's not coming off as confidence. It's coming as del- off as delusional and cocky. Do you think that she got a bad edit? I don't think one can get a bad edit. I think mm-hmm. one can say things because she said all of these things. But then I think when you string it together, that can make it look bad. But at the end of the day, she still said these things. Fair. So I think you can have a bad perception, but they can't edit you to say, well, they can edit your words. They can do that. But these are not. This is full sentences that she says. <laughs> um, she then, we then see them together. And this is like yeah, the Bethany first and Kelly time that have we to really to, see Bethany and Kelly. They go to the Jill Stewart and they're sitting next to each other in the front row of the Jill Stewart. And guess who's next to Kelly? I bet you didn't pick up on this. No, I didn't. Howard Stern's wife is sitting next to Kelly. Oh, wow. Okay, yes. that's cool. Beth Stern, who I met once in person when I worked for Nat Geo because we did a Nat Geo Wild show with her. Mm-hmm. And she is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my entire life. In that person. doesn't surprise me. She is like 6'2". She had the mm-hmm. most perfect skin, perfect face. I was blown away by her beauty. And then seeing her, I'm like, oh my God. I know Howard Stern and her are big Housewives fans. And I'm like, why was Beth never on Housewives of New York? Um, I think because they are big fans. And I they know. Realize I know. They don't but like season that. two, like they could have gotten her early on. Like they could never get her now, but I feel they could have gotten her then. It's something that we'll never know. I know. But I just I, like, you don't understand the eagle eye that I had at watching these fashion shows. Yeah, it was see really impressive. I, could spot. I was like very much looking at all the side characters. I thought it was pretty amazing they got cameras into these shows. I don't think that would happen now. Well, I mean, there are there's usually press at the shows anyway, so I think that's how they got it, and they didn't film the clothes because we don't see the runway. Yeah, but they're so mic'd up, and they... the fact that they let a camera crew and, and all of that in there. Eh, I'm not totally surprised because it uh-huh. is still publicity, and, like, all of Fashion Week is just publicity. publicity. True, true, true. Um, so then I wrote, from minute one... You can tell that Kelly and Bethany are on completely different pages. and But the thing that I will say is that Bethany just hates Kelly. Yeah. She doesn't even give her a chance she for whatever really happened two years ago. I, I she comes in it, hot. But she just comes in like, I don't want to be your fucking friend, is basically the way that Bethany comes off. And I do think that... Kelly does not remember that situation. Absolutely not does Kelly remember that situation. Zero clue. just doesn't think this way. And I'm not being a Kelly apologist by any means. But I do think that it was like, it was just unfair of Bethany to completely treat her so rude. Yeah, I come from the notion of if you are mad at someone or have a problem with someone, you have to tell that someone yeah. what your problem is you can't just be a dick for no reason exactly like i don't like things being left unsaid and i wish bethany would have just said it but anyway they're having a really uncomfortable conversation kelly's like kind of trying and b is just giving her nothing nothing um then something about bethany's ex-boyfriend even comes up yeah and kelly acts like she doesn't know who it is so then that really irks bethany even more well because um, K- kelly invites bethany to a fashion show and she lists all the people that are going to be there and Bethany's like I know them I'm friends with this person that person and then she's like she says the photographer's name and she's like yeah I used to date him and like Kelly just keeps going and when we get Kelly's like confessional moment she's just like 
Bethany is saying that she knows these people better than I do. And it's really like, wow, you guys are just talking different languages. Because I do think that in some small way, that was Bethany trying to tell her why she's mad at her. And I do think that that was Bethany saying like, you know, okay, I I know those people too. How Like, it was kind of like the... To, to me, I feel like Bethany was trying to give an olive branch in that moment of being like, uh-huh. oh, we know similar people. Did she do it in a nice tone? No. But, like, I think that was the closest she was going to get to an in. And Kelly immediately shut down because she was like, I don't want people to know the people that I know. Yeah. No, they it was not a good interaction. But, again, it was kind of just, like, left there. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the last scene of the episode. Oh, and, and this is really where it, like, it's crazy juicy. Kelly comes out. So they're at a, another charity planning meeting with, I think it's, are all of them there except for Alex? I believe so. Yeah, so they're all there. Uh, and Kelly shows up 30 minutes late, which is already. I mean, I'm, I get very upset with people who are late. I find it rude. And I, I, I get that. Uh, My own problem is just send a text. Yeah. I, I don't care if you just have the communication. Text, I'm running late or whatever. Like, it's when you show up late and you act like you didn't just show up late that I don't like. Yeah, and Kelly acts like every, why, why wouldn't people wait for her? So then it's like Kelly doesn't even know what they're there for and or the charity. Nope. So then they're like, oh, and Allie is there, by the way. And there's a few other women there, too. I don't know who they are. They're, like, helping plan this thing. Mm-hmm. So when they're like, this is a charity for Allie's... And because she has arthritis, and Kelly says, "That's cute. so cute." Goes, "Oh, that's so cute." And Bethany's like, "Did you just call her arthritis cute, or did you call Allie cute?" And they're all kind of just like, "What the fuck did she just say?" Yeah, it was really awkward. I feel like Kelly doesn't have a lot of responses in her arsenal, and I think that like that is her. That's hot. Yeah, which also imagine if they were like, Allie has arthritis, and Kelly was like, that's hot. I feel like that's what her that's that's cute was. Like, oh, that's cute. I love that for you. I love that for you. I love that arthritis for you. Um, so then they start talking about the invitation, and Jill's like, yeah, so I'm going to put this name, this name, and I'm going to put your name on it, Kelly. And Kelly's like, do not put my name on that invitation. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting is that Jill immediately rescinds it. She's like, all right, I won't put your name on. But Kelly just keeps hammering it home. Yeah, she keeps saying, no, 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 I don't want my name on there. And then so Bethany to the woman next to Bethany goes, who does she think she is? And Bethany says kind of evidently under her breath. And she goes, what does she think she is, Madonna? And Kelly hears it. Yeah. They're like sitting across from the table from each other. So Bethany, I don't think whispered it. And that really irks Kelly off. Um, And then I don't remember if Bethany's book had come out yet, but she literally says, you're not coming from a place of yes. Yeah. No, it hadn't. This this was the origin story of place of yes and place of no. Right. I was going to say, so is this the moment where she's like, I should write a book called a place of yes. She's like, because she said it naturally. It didn't feel like, oh, She might have been working book. on it during this, but this was definitely, like, I come from a place of yes. Yeah. 
And she's like, you're coming from a place of no, Kelly. Um, I also, Kelly also keeps calling Allie adorable. And I just find oh. it like really condescending. And I, if I was Allie, who's like 15, and this like adult woman kept saying that to me, like, I don't know. It just was very. I feel like Kelly, uh, Allie very much knew it was condescending too. Yeah. Allie's face but I'm was saying, like, like. What is Allie going to do? Fight with her? But like Allie very much looks like, what the fuck is this lady? But it was really yeah. interesting that Jill, who, you know, we, we often talk about Jill can be very pushy. Like, really instantly was like, you don't want to be a part of it? That's totally fine. And I just was like, wow, Jill, what growth. That was amazing. Yeah. Well, I think because they don't really know each other. Yeah. So I don't think she wanted to push any. Like, they've met, like, two or three, like, not very much. So it's very uncomfortable. They're fighting. And um, she shows up late. She wants to leave early. She doesn't want to be involved in anything. And Bethany's like, my instincts were absolutely correct about this woman and that they were Bethany. Yeah. I mean, do you think, though, to play devil's advocate just real quick? (laughs) Hit me with it. Do you think that Bethany immediately thinking that Kelly was horrible um, made Kelly act more horrible? Like, if Bethany was welcoming and wasn't, like... And and I don't I don't think it it would even be possible for Bethany not to make a snide remark during that. Like I think mm-hmm. it's just like as someone who also has knee jerk like wit, I would say, or like for lack of a better term, it's probably being like dickness. <laughs> like I So I, just... I think even if Bethany had come in nice, I think this side of Kelly was always there and it was always gonna come out. Yeah. So yeah. even if they started off a little bit better, I think this was always gonna happen. Yeah. She still did show up late. She still didn't want her name mm-hmm. on the invitation. She still called arthritis cute. And I just don't think she didn't that... want to be involved in anything. So even if it wasn't Bethany going after her, the other ladies would have eventually been like, what's your deal? Why are you even here? Kelly's not good at being present with people because she's thinking about what she she's can space get from people. I think like even we've seen her like at the party when she's socializing and like she just goes person to person and is like ah you you know like <laughs> yeah, she she flits around yeah so i don't think she's a person with a long attention span and and a lot of I, love to give like i don't think kelly's somebody who's like caring i, no, I don't no, think I do that's, not get caring that's vibes something from kelly. that and, like, it's interesting, especially we were saying earlier, like, the way that she was treating her, her daughters was surprising because I did think that, like, out of everyone in the world, she cares a lot about them. But it was, like, a weird appearance thing that she had with them. Like, the, yeah. the, every way that they moved and, like, looked had yeah. to be a reflection upon her. And um, it had to be the reflection that she wanted to see. Well, and as you know, I never rewatched any of this. So I haven't seen this stuff in a very long time, and I really don't remember it. So it's fun to see more of Kelly. You know, I only mm-hmm. remember the major scenes, then Scary Island and all of that. And it's like I can see the start of the buildup. Is Scary happen Scary Island in season three? Yes, because I yeah. think Sonya is there, right? Yeah, it's season yeah, three. Yeah, so season three. So, yeah, it will be very interesting to keep watching Kelly morph before our eyes, that's for sure. I mean, it's t- it's time for my rewatch, and I'm going to skip ahead, you know. I, huh. I mean, I, I love my seasonal scary island. <laughs> I know, it's almost uh, Halloween time. Yeah, so. I think by the time this is 
put out, it will be. I think so too. It will probably. But we be can't. Past I'm it. not skipping. I'm not skipping. Well, I will wait my turn to get to Scary Island. I think that's going to be a great journey for you. But I just, I always have to watch it. It just, literally, I that that episode is like my comfort food. <laughs> I I just love everything about it because it's just so compelling and it's it's almost like re-watching a show a, a mystery show to see if I can solve it because I'm just like what is Kelly on mm-hmm. like what also, is going on I think we're gonna get a very iconic line next week oh yes we are I think I saw it in the preview so I'm not gonna spoil it no but, but we're going to the brass monkey and I'm very okay, good. it's the most excited I've ever been to go to the brass monkey I've never been excited to go to the brass monkey my that bar life. is nuts to butts and it's so annoying yep if you're not 22 and fresh out of college yeah, don't ever go to the brass monkey it was such a shock that they even went there but we're going to go there next week, so join us next Wednesday, everybody. We can't wait. We love you. Thank you for listening. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.